Let's take off. Bongani and Nala on Radio 2000. Um, we've got Bruce Hendricks, um, who's the managing director of Hendricks Hamse Attorneys in Cape Town, which is a law firm and they specialize in criminal law. Good morning, Bruce. Welcome to the show. Good morning, um, Bongani and Nala. How are you guys doing? Morning, Bruce. Um, we're fighting because we can't seem to agree on this thing. Bruce, <laughs> um, if you knowingly... <laughs> Or unknowingly spend money uh, that was mistakenly deposited into your account. Have you committed a crime ac- according to the law? According to the law, if you um, spend money that does not belong to you, you have committed a crime. Um, it's theft. It's an unlawful intention um, taking out the money in this case um, with the intention to permanently deprive the owner of um, not giving the money back. That, that's, that's exactly what happened here. Look, indulge me for a second, right? In my lay thinking, I'm imagining a student who comes from a poor background. Um, She receives 14 million rand where she normally lives on 1,400 rand a month. She's young. She's misguided. There's pressures of being um, a tertiary. Does the court consider your background, your age, your upbringing when they're looking at a case? Do those things actually matter? Because I think that's what informs the decisions that you make. Yes, um, it does. At the end of the day, the court looks at all the factors. But you must remember, Ungani, in this case, um, Ms. Mani didn't testify. Um, she decided to close the case after the state presented the case. So the court's basically faced or, or has one version in front of it, and that's the one of the state. And I believe on that, this is the court made a finding um, of guilt. Sure. So she didn't give the court an option. And I mean, people are asking a very pertinent question here on the show. Where is the person who deposited the 14 million and what's being done about that? Yeah, um, someone has to take that. That would be in-house issues that I believe Imali would have to deal with. Um, and they have to deal with that and person that deposited the money. Um, I know that they explained that it was technical glitches and mistakes that was made. Um but yeah, uh, they will have to have enough discipline to deal with that. Is it possible to avoid prosecution? Like, what would be a valid or acceptable reason to avoid uh, prosecution? Is there anything that you could have said, or is there a different approach where she could have avoided going to jail? Well, Bongani, firstly, what one would, would or could do is to offer the state or the prosecution a repayment of, of, of it and placing before them, like you said earlier, the circumstances of, of the person, properly the background, where she comes from, etc. Um, also, if there was some sort of reason, uh, maybe a policy or a state payout that she was waiting for and then mistakenly um, then took the money, then it would be some justification or excuse um, in terms of law as to why, but still she, she needed to query where the money comes from. If, if, we, if we wrap with this specific case, right, uh, she received 14 million, um, she spent 800,000, what would be an appropriate sentence for her? Well, the court will have to balance all the factors. Um, one would think that the student um, imprisonment um, is an option here as a sentence. It's definitely a suitable option. However, um, if I had to be the, the legal representative and even the state, one would consider something um, where you can have the person outside prison. I mean, she's studying accounting. Um, she comes from a poor background. Um, I mean, uh, there's a lot of pages, I believe, that made her uh, just take the money and spend it um, social 
um, pleasures outside, um, wanting to fit in, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, so I would definitely look at something like correctional supervision, couch with a repayment if she can, um, if she can maybe find a part-time job, something like that. Um, because look, uh, our career would be uh, damaged because now she has a previous conviction of theft. Yes. And um, I believe she's studying accounting and no institution, yeah. accounting institution will give her gainful employment because of the um, conviction. And then, Bruce, do you think it was good advice for her not to appear in court and, uh, you know, state her side of the story? Well, she did appear in court. Um, I believe they applied for Section 174 discharge. That's after the state presented their case um, that you apply and say that there's no case for reasonable court to convict you on. Oh, there's no merit to, to what the state's saying. Um, and I believe that application was dismissed. And then um, everyone closed the case and argued um, a uh, lawyer argues that she'd be found not guilty uh, and the state argued for a conviction. All right. Thank you so much, Bruce. Really do appreciate your time. Bruce Hendricks, the managing director of Hendricks Haramsa uh, Attorneys in Cape Town. Weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. with Bongani and Nala. Let's take off.